This guy was a, a household name. He still is a household name. Both here and back in Nigeria. Get me? They call him the, the big Oga at the top. <laughs> so, um, yeah, guys, big warm, warm welcome to former West Brom striker, former Nigeria striker, Peter Odemwingu. How are you, man? I'm good, I'm good, thanks. Uh, always happy to see uh, my people, I'll say. Uh, yeah, yeah. The first reason why I'm here is when I heard the name Dapo, I say it's Nigerian, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's good enough for me. That's, that's, that's good enough, that's good enough. It's so funny because um, I was telling um, Pete that um, when I first got called up to the Nigeria camp, he was there. And when I, when I met him and I said, oh, I remember you from Nigeria camp. You're just like, I don't remember you. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's my story with, with you. You had to do something special, like our boys do, for me to remember you, but unfortunately, you, 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 you grew up in England. You could only do the long ball. That, that's a bit stereotyping, but <laughs> I don't do stereotyping. We can talk about it after. It's, yeah, we'll build on what uh, Leroy has uh, sown, the city has sown here. Yeah, let's have some fun. Yeah, let's, let's have some fun. the situation. Oh, okay, thank you very much. I, I could do with a bit of that. Um, so where do we start with you? Um, born in Soviet Union? Yeah. I wanted to say Uzbekistan. Yeah. It's, that's what it's called, right? Yeah, the capital city is Tashkent. It's a fantastic city. Um, but you don't know until you go, right? Mm. A lot of people are judged. Names are judged by preconceived ideas, but it's an amazing country. Uh, Rivaldo uh, retired there. Mm. Samuel Leto nearly played there. Uh, the present coach there is Hector Cooper. It's oh, wow. a very uh, football-loving nation. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful city. Scolari, I think, coached in a club there. And he loves the local food more than any other. So, yeah, uh, it's on the topic as well that we've been here. Uh, you don't judge uh, people. Uh, I mean, nations by a few people that misrepresent them, I'll say, including Bulgarians and Kyrgyzstan. Uh, uh, Bosnians and everything, everywhere that things, things happen. I don't jump easily to conclusions because the positive side to life must be spoken about. Yes, there is racism. There is uh, maybe one race that's seemingly dominating in the world today in politics and in sports and everywhere, but it's the same race that uh, brought the Human Rights Act here. So you have to talk about all the good sides and of course uh, there is it's an emotional topic because uh, Leroy speaks from personal experience. Uh, those experiences hurt, but you know, a hurt person, when you just like stay in that state all the time, you're not gonna bring out the good side of you. Mm -hmm. You know, the, another message has to, be, has to be also given, not just being, talking from your hurt. You know, you have to talk about your good experiences as yeah. well. You know okay. what I mean? Um, Great media answer, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> media answer. No, it's a true answer. No, no, it's, it's, it's definitely. If it's you definitely know me true. by now, I, uh, you know I don't hold anything <laughs> oh, back. No, trust me. I say it how I see it. Yeah. <laughs> Turn up to the wrong clubs and all sorts, but uh, <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll get into that one. But um, yeah, so how did your big break into um, that European and international football come? Because you went back to actually play in Nigeria. As in European football, 
Yeah. No, no, not, not turning pro, as in, so from Nigeria, what, was, what happened that elevated you to Europe. then come to Europe? Well, I was a beneficiary of what people like Canon Wanko and JJ did, you know, mm. they, because when they, they created this, uh, like, let's say, the perception of Nigerian players, yeah. it's like Brazilian players. Sometimes if you say a Brazilian player is coming for trials, They've already prepared the contract for him, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just because he's from Brazil. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I had the feeling that, you know, I was growing up till 17. I was in Moscow in a CSK academy. Uh, then uh, my mom was happy to return back to, to Nigeria. They were trying to keep me out of the streets because, you know, uh, back home, teenage life is, is different uh, if you're misbehaving. There is that thing they're advertising okay. on uh, Instagram called Koboko, you know, yeah? <laughs> so they felt, you know, I'll be focused. The, you know, the, our culture, our society has a way of, you know, keeping you humble. Mm. So we made the move at 17 and uh, not just it kept me focused on the game more uh, because, you know, Russia, we like vodka a little bit. So yeah. that took me out of that, that scene. But anyway, I was training with people like Payo Sikedia. Julius Agawa, you know them very well. So Julius was a striker. Um, uh, Payo Sikeja was one of the best dribblers that Wings, ever, yeah. yeah, wingers lived. He played for Ajax. Not everybody know him, but he had the talent to be very special, up to Messi level. So, but those are the guys when I arrived, I saw and I started learning from them. So the combination of Russian football, when I arrived, I had a good shot because I've showed that throughout my career. I can, I can shoot like Olise from far and score. <laughs> so I could dribble like uh, Paya Sikedia. So that gave me a career. So the plan was to go to Nigeria, pick up a few things from African football, which is, uh, you know, a lot of flair, mm. uh, skills. So that made me, I think, a, a, a good player. And I still thank the parents for making that move when I was just 17, yeah. Okay, so after you've left Nigeria, yeah. what was the, your first European club? Uh, La Louvier in Belgium, yeah. yeah, was my first club. Um, I went to Anderlecht on trials, mm. and uh, two years ago I was laughing again when Vincent Company said and, uh, on BBC Match of the Day when they were talking about me, he said, he's the only player I've seen that come for a trial, score five in the first half in a preseason friendly and didn't still get a contract. Wow. So, <laughs> well, so how come they I was on trials with Anderlecht by signing Lalovier, a smaller team, because somebody there saw me and then they advised Lalovier to give sign. You a contract. Did they give any reason but why? The explanation was they had about uh, five players similar mm. in that position. So they said he won't be developing here yeah. uh, as much. And that's the advice I'll give to players as well. You know, when you start in uh, first steps in football, it's better to be in a smaller team, being active, than in a big club just for the fact that you're in a big place, uh, mm. among big players. Agreed. Okay. And does anyone, before I go on to my next point, actually have any questions that they maybe want to ask Pierre Odemwingi? Or just going to leave me to just hold the fort down, everybody? Okay. Well, oh, when, we got, when we you introduced one. me, first of all, before oh. you said West Brom, Stoke, this and that, okay, you first of... said who is known for... What? Showing up at the wrong club? What? Yeah. <laughs> I, I was hoping someone here would, would raise their hand because they all want to talk about it. <laughs> okay, so, hope you don't mind. You probably said the story a yeah, hundred times. So, for those of you who don't know, sorry, yeah. transfer window transfer deadline there, where it's all hectic, and you know, you've got this transfer happening, that transfer happening. Um, Sky Sports breaking news happens, and 
Peter Odomingi is outside QPR's ground, like, speaking about QPR, saying us. Like, yeah, you know, um, I'm just happy that we're here. Harry Redknapp's got a great plan for us and <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And then after the transfer deadline, like, you're still at West Brom. Like, what, what, what happened there? They just loved me too much. They didn't want to <laughs> let me go. The chairman was obsessed. He said, this guy makes me so much money. How can I let him go? <laughs> but yeah, it's an episode I probably, I regret, obviously. But from one side, uh, you know, we had issues within the club and I just wanted to, I needed a change. But anyway, uh, if you talk about the business side, I was 100% convinced the deal will be done. Uh, but, you know, it's something I, I need to put in my autobiography, how clubs can hide behind a statement. Mm. Uh, just to give you a bit of a hint into the situation, when I return back, obviously I'm not happy because we did have an agreement. Uh, Junior Hoylet, everybody yeah. know him. Good he was job. supposed to go from QPR to West Brom. Uh, it was a last minute change. Apparently his dad phoned him from Canada and said, don't go there. Yeah. Maybe you heard my chairman doesn't sell people players, if you know well, I, especially. I just, I just but anyway, he, he pulled out of the managers. deal. Last minute, he changed his mind over going to West Brom, but everything otherwise was ready, and uh, that obviously they pulled the plug on it because they had no replacement. But I think if they just said it uh, exactly what happened, it makes the club not look good because they will have to explain why their agreement with Hoylet broke down. Mm. But then they preferred to just like put me as the guy who is at fault. Oh, he just did it by his own self. So when I return, I said, okay, we need to investigate the situation because I had proof that they didn't want to do that. The PFA came in and said, let's just leave this whole thing till summer. I knew what I had in hands to fight. I had the pretty good uh, cards. But then summer came, they still didn't want to, they just didn't want to look about it. And last minute of the transfer deadline day, when I was moving to Cardiff, in the last hour, they put the papers down that I have to pay a fine of what I did in January, yeah. but I said, but we were supposed to discuss it all summer because I refused to pay because I know like I, I was right uh, like in, in my way. So anyway, so that day, pounds. that day, I'm giving you guys something new. Nobody heard this. That day when I moved Exclusive. to Cardiff, 31st of uh, August 20, was it uh, 13? Was it? Yeah. A, a, a guy who's known to be a super agent is working on my move to Cardiff. Two o'clock in the afternoon. Was it Omid? Omid, was it, was it, yeah. Omid, uh, <laughs> he learned from Omid. So anyway, he was, he was on Sky Sports Live saying the deal is uh, complete. Mm. Both clubs are happy. Peter is happy, passed his medical. But my, my deal went through the last on the system mm. on that day, but he's already said it. Yeah. So it was in my hand to make a super agent again look, like, look bad. Like oh, I bad. Did. But anyway, the PF everybody convinced me to accept some terms which they brought out on the last minute. Yeah. So I said, no, I'm not doing it. So, but anyway, I saved him his reputation. So I was like laughing. I'm like, yes, <laughs> now I got them because this will be now a super agent who is in this, this situation I was six months ago. Mm -hmm. So anyway, this is just to say that sometimes deals can be complicated. And when people that are a bit too difficult about little things are involved, they can just change their mind over a big thing quick and it just uh, a deal collapsed because of that I think it's a bit of a emotional thing where they got uh, a bit angry okay so basically you've taken the fun out of our joke 
Uh, and you yeah. actually... Oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, of course, man, of course. I yeah. turned up, I turned up, I... Yeah, it looked like we were forcing the issue a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Do you know what, still, at, at QPR, because I used to work there, and every time it's transfer deadline day, whether it was yeah. the summer or January, like, everyone always talks yeah, about it. it's a good thing, man. Like, oh, yeah, do you remember <laughs> when Peter was like, easily, Like, yeah. one of the guys who does yeah. security, he's always like, yeah, I kept looking and... Like everyone's watching well, on the screen and then they look outside and they see your car the, and they're like, what's he doing it? The kit man, the, <laughs> the kit man, uh, this year, he released a tweet with my shirt, number oh, really? nine. Wow. Oh. I don't know why they didn't put it out then. That yeah. was four years ago. Yeah. If a shirt was ready, it means there was yeah. a movie to dog, That's what I'm saying. It's, it's funny what you're so, saying about those little things. Yeah. And then like, even like, that's what I'm saying, like at the club, like, People like no offense, but like proper laugh at it all the time. Yeah, ah, yeah. do you remember when he was? It's at always it? the, it's yeah. always the butt of a joke, yeah. and, it, and, and in fairness, now that you speak about it candidly, obviously it, it breaks. Yeah, it. but there's a lot to this story. This is not even ten percent of yeah. it. I could tell you, it's. it's what, what was it like then? If you, if you can say like obviously it doesn't go through, then you have to go back. Yeah. What was the first training session like? Did like did the did the boys kill you? No, everybody won't know this, but okay, if I'm convinced the move is ready, I've yeah. already said it in an interview, but you know how it is, the media, they're only interested in a big story that everybody will see and have a good laugh at, because uh, I've give it, said it in a few interviews, the captain was there, like about eight players, senior players, because not everybody was in the dressing room, somewhere in the gym when we had the seemingly agreement. I go in the dressing room, I say, boys, you know, looks like it's happening. I was happy. Uh, I said, next week I'll come back after I score a few goals for <laughs> against Everton, was it, that week? So I said, I'll come by, I'll take you all to a restaurant, we celebrate because we had good years together. Yeah. So anyway, coming back wasn't that bad with the players in the dressing room. Of course, there was a joke. They put yeah. the QPR shirt for me. Yeah. <laughs> Liam Ridgewell, he put, my, he put the shirt for me. They printed it. You know how football goes yeah. for me. So, there was a bit of laugh about it, but the boys knew like something went on there that uh, Wasn't right. they shouldn't be angry mm. about. Ooh, so, yeah. but then they loved me. You know, I bring result. I am an easy guy sometimes. You know, <laughs> sometimes I can be not. But yeah, uh, but it wasn't. It was okay with them. The biggest one was the fans. You know, it was uh, it was the most difficult one because I didn't even want my wife to come with my newly born kid. Then, uh, then she surprises me. She comes. And I'm warming up. It was against Sunderland, mm. and the coach is not putting me on because I'm like the best response to this is now. I get a 10 minutes. I just yeah. go and goals. score goals. Score goals yeah. and let me see if you're not gonna celebrate it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so while I'm warming up, they're singing. There's only one greedy bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> they think money motivated. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm like, if you guys knew me, you will know me better than that. Because that same January, I had the offer from like. Uh, uh, the Middle East, which was very interesting, but I kept turning them down. Uh, so anyway, my wife is there, my little boy is there, and then you have this whole stand singing, there's only one greedy bastard. That was a tough one to take. But anyway, I always know every, a lot of things is a matter of time. So I, I, I wait for my time. It gives me about six minutes only. Of course, I'm angry. So I, I go out, and I nearly score. You know, and the ball just goes near the post, and I was thinking, ah, oh, I would have loved that moment. Yeah score literally and close the chapter because football is so fans are fickle indeed right media, when you media. score a goal whatever you did last week said yeah, last week yeah, yeah. Forgotten. Yeah. so I was just hoping to close that chapter there but then I wasn't getting game enough game time so I couldn't do it and I was, I was going to touch on that so yeah. how difficult was it for you because obviously 
your their record um, goals. Like you've, yeah. got their, you've got their record amount of goals yeah. in the league for them in one season. But you found yourself on the bench after that quite, mm-hmm. quite a bit. How was that for you in regards to your relationship with the manager? Because obviously there's only one side that people get to really mm. see. They don't get to see your side. So yeah. what did that do for you or, make you, or how did it make you feel? I, too, I had too much confidence in my ability. Mm. I always knew. You know, I was 31, I think, at the time. I wa- but I knew my body was of like 25-year-old. You know, it's the African genes. I know I still... If you take it over... Age, yeah? Let's not go into the age part. <laughs> anyway, I knew the, the question was, there was only a matter of a next transfer window where I will be driving to. Mm. This time around, probably with agreement. Yeah. <laughs> already, <laughs> already everything agreed. So yeah. I knew I would bounce back because, uh, you know, I still felt sh- uh, fast and all the qualities were there. So it was disappointing. It was tough being like top scorer and not playing every week. Yeah. But we were mid-table. Yeah. So there was nothing to play There's for. Nothing to play for. So mm. that's why they then stuck to the thing that they have to punish me to show an example that player have to just, you know, be humble and take instructions only. But um, yeah, then came summer. Obviously, we had uh, a couple of uh, offers, about five teams, but I end up in the weakest one of them because they want to make sure they sell me to yeah, the yeah, yeah. to the less. What was, <laughs> what, what, what was your relationship like in training? Because obviously that's game day. What, what was it like in training with the manager when you're going in every day and you're seeing the manager every day? After that? Yeah. Uh, no, it was already just I put in my head this I'm waiting for summer. Yeah. So I didn't overthink it. There was a result there. The players were relaxed because uh, uh, we were mid-table and we just won a few games. Actually, the team was doing really bad. His record was one win in 24 games after... The saga. Yeah. So when he came to Cardiff, actually to play against West Brom, so I'm player of Cardiff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the manager comes with West Brom to Cardiff, and we beat them one nil. And the next morning he gets sacked with a record 24, 24 one uh, games, one win. Yeah. But God knows they sleep. So, <laughs> 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 so yeah. Do you, yeah. Know, do you know how weird it is, like? Because a lot of people, when they hear you speak in interviews, yeah. like after matches and everything, yeah. you've got the the accent isn't isn't the Nigerian one, obviously. But then to hear you just switch it, and yeah. to know that oh, it's, it's still in him, like it's just it's just so weird. But I love it. I'm more Nigerian than you. Of course, of course you are. Huh? You are. I you, played, you, you, I played you, in Maiduguri. In and, the, you played in Akure, yeah. I played you in Akure. Played, I was in Kaduna. I played in, in uh, Kano. Yeah, okay, me too. Get me. Yeah. Oh, relax, man. Relax. <laughs> you, you know how hard it is. Yeah. Traveling nine hours by, yeah, by coach. Bad, yeah. <laughs> but, um, right. yeah, so talking about your moves, there was one move that I wanted to ask you about. Um, I think it was after your first or second season when you scored 15 goals for West Brom and you were linked with Juventus and then you came out and said you're happy to stay at West Brom. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, was that actually actually a real thing, or did you just say, you know what, they're not really here, but let me just tell everyone I'm happy at West Brom? You know what? Uh, I was planning to play in Premier League, right? Mm. So the problem with West Brom came when uh, I wasn't ga- getting much uh, game time. Mm. So if, I, if I'm playing in Premier League, I score 15 in the year, the second year was 10, mm. but, but so long as I'm playing every week, that's fine for me. If the manager then starts rotating the squad, I am the top scorer of the team. 
and you're doing rotation and I'm out even after a game where I score two goals and we win 2-0, I have a problem with that. Yeah. Mm. So, but I didn't say anything to him. I waited for the January window for any offer. So if QPR is a weaker team where I will play every game in my position, because when he, he was a Chelsea man, he comes to West Brom and moves the top scorer to the wing. So it takes me, yeah, Steve, Steve, yeah, we're okay. He always gives good references about me though. I don't know why, <laughs> but he comes, he brings Lukaku on loan, sacrificing me going to the wing yeah. and Shane Long, who is, we, me and him are the top scorers. We, Shane Long goes to the bench, I go to the wing mm. and we're having a lone striker to be developing for another club. Yeah, crazy. So I'm, you know, for me, it's, sorry guys, you got it wrong here. Yeah. Me, I'm out. But I wasn't out. I was still playing. I was still top scorer, five goals, and you know, winning games for them. But I'm saying I'm waiting for the next window. So, uh, and I'm used to picking Player of the Month awards every year before that. So I've had three in two years. Mm -hmm. um, so then I'm sitting like, how will I become? I, how will I get the fourth one if I play one week, and then the next week, even if I had a man of the match performance, play. I'm not playing. Mm. So I said that's never happening again. I'm like, no, I need a new club. So that's as simple as that. So when the offers came in January, one leave, they're like, no. But anyways, just a bit too complicated. I was really loved at the club. The chairman saw value in me that uh, I bring a lot of, you know, points which re relates to money to him. So the, it was about figures, figures, figures. But for me, you know, because I was the first guy to sign the big contract. So this is a problem in the world in general. But Leroy is saying it. It's true. Because then comes this Nigerian boy, you know, he then gets the first ever big contract in the club. So I, I like change things in the club, right? I set new records, I win player of the month awards, you know, but I came there with a big profile already. So sometimes in the first year, okay, we're going into more details. I, I was in a very big contract in Locomotive Moscow. So I come, you know, I'm the first guy to drive a Bentley there. I'm the guy with the Dolce Gabbana and everything, but it's a club that just came up from Premier League. But I'm not doing it because I want to show up, yeah. but that was just me, my level. I just came on are. the level I was. I came from World Cup. Nobody in that squad has played in the World Cup. So it was already a bit like, oh, the, the big guy, your guy don't come. Be. <laughs> <laughs> but our guy was doing well. But I'm a humble guy in general, but okay. I like where I'm in Nigeria, but I like to be flashy sometimes. So I come out, you know, you know, it's, my, it's the time to, be, to shine. But I was young, I was single, you know. But anyway, I get the first biggest contract and that causes upset in the dressing room. It's not just the rumors that when they say, uh, what's his name? Uh, a few players in Tottenham, we the sports fans. When somebody gets a big contract, the next big player walks in saying, I want the same money, I yeah. want the same because I do the same. So problem started from there a little bit. So, but you know, I was a bit of a, that shocked me a little bit. So that was one of the reasons I'm like, hey, you know, if you can just uh, wait for your time, sort your own business, you don't come to me with it, like with anger towards me. You know, like now in general, I think in the world, because, Hundred years ago, like black people, they were like still slave. There was slavery in I think 18 maybe 50s. Slavery was yeah, yeah. abolished and all yeah. of that. So then, now a black man is on a Rolls Royce with a white driver. So some people find it hard to accept. But it was, you know, you don't want to go too deep. But mm -hmm. slavery wasn't a good thing. But it's still the British people. What I'm trying to say is, it's still the British people here that fought against that to yeah. be abolished. Yeah. So yeah. we can't just say world is racist. Mm. No world is not racist. World is actually great. I'm very optimistic about where the world is today. 
Yes, she's going on here and there, but many uh, nations and places are misrepresented. Yes, there is a lot of darkness going on, but in general, I think there's a big step forward. It's a matter of time. Uh, now, LeBron James, people like Jay-Z, they're billionaires, they're this and that. Mm. And, but don't forget, it's still white people that put the contracts on the table for them. So, and even I was in Russia last year, World Cup, everybody thought no black guy can go to Russia, this and that. Yeah. But I tell you, there are lots of people there who love black people, who, you know, is, uh, who embrace uh, diversity and everything. It's a very diverse country. But yes, like in every other society, there is a lot of uh, shit going on there too. So we don't have to be just a bit too negative about yeah. the whole situation, although it hurts. I understand where Leroy is coming from, totally understand it, but we don't have to spin our story around being victimized always because yeah. you know you are who you, what you feel you are. Never. Yes, I've heard people say this to me, African, black, this and that, but it's something I'm happy about, proud of, you know. It doesn't never hurt me somehow. Yeah. I don't know how some people, yeah, I can get angry about it, but, but just it goes in one ear, goes in another mm. because, you know, yeah. uh, I don't feel like it's, uh, it's something let me ask you a question Peter yeah? Yeah. so obviously you've played with some of Champions what I would League. say some top 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 players Champions yeah? League, yeah. Champions League yeah. Yeah. talk about yeah. knocking out Man United or scoring against AC Man are any City fans here yes. no no they weren't City fans no but no, but, but the question I was going to ask is obviously yeah. you've, you've, you mentioned JJ Okocha, you mentioned Kanu, and you mentioned obviously you know these guys are big players, big players, big big ability and stuff. Who would you say was the was the was the best player that you played with, both national and club level? Played with, yeah, mm. and and against actually as well. I'd be interested in that. Oh, against against, I don't want to be showing off, but I'm tired these days. The only debate. It's about the only debate is about uh, Cristiano and Messi who are the best. Mm. Obviously, I've played against Cristiano with Lille against United yeah, a few yeah. times, against Messi in the world, two World Cups, yeah, Olympic Game Finals. But then you played with players like Seedorf, played against Pirlo, yeah. you know, Inzaghi, like Nesta. You have like all these great players, Kaká, for yeah. instance. So I just got bored now. People always ask this question. Mm. Yeah, I'm a big Cristiano fan, big Messi fan. Because both of them, sometimes I watch a video in YouTube, even as a Premier League player, before the game I watch. <laughs> Cristiano, oh, he did that. I'm, I'm doing that. that this yeah, yeah, yeah. I bang in one with the right foot. <laughs> and I watch, I watch Messi, I push the ball to the left, boom. Yeah. I could score with both feet. So both of them, like, uh, you know, as a kid there, I see boys there. We watch, we learn, and we want to imitate them. So that's why I became a player with both legs, because I had one player always like left foot, right foot. Mm. But the best that I've played with, I think, is JJ. Yeah. Uh, because he's a type of player where uh, you can just well, just want to watch him. You mm -hmm. know, his body language is like his facial Expression. expressions. There's something about him that you like. He loves the game. Not because he's so good at it, because there's so much enjoyment you see. Yeah. On, because he plans to not make someone... You can see it in his face that <laughs> he knows he's going to do some damage. And you love that, and you mm. just see the confidence that actually he already sees it and he believes he will deliver, yeah. and that makes you confident. So you're feeding off how he feels. Wow. So that's one feeling like players like him give you when you're on the pitch. So then sometimes, you know, that when you are the one they're looking up to, like when I played for the Olympic team in, uh, in uh, uh, was it in 20, China? Yeah. Uh, I was the only senior player there, and then I'm like, okay, now. You're the big guy. Turn, you know, <laughs> I have to be confident, although I was still. 
you know, it's still Olympic Games. But anyway, uh, JJ was probably the one I played with alongside. Kanu, of course, is right up there. Obafemi Martins yeah. was an amazing player. Yakubu. But JJ, I'll give it two. Um, and against? Against. Uh, will be a central ACs. defender. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, of course. Against, for me, what the guys do there. They are good players. Mm. But who are the best for me is someone like uh, Nesta. Wow. Central defender. I used to be growing up watching Serie A and AC Milan was my team. So Nesta, tough guy to play. Nemanja Vidic, Rio Ferdinand up there. So Rio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a uh, few good central defenders, obviously. Robert Huth. Oh, yeah? As well. Yeah, very tough one. Well, at Chelsea, you know what? Uh, yeah. Because when they won the league, yeah. people just, it does, it's not a miracle. There are lots of players, like JJ, for instance. Mm. He was supposed to play in Barcelona or Real Madrid with his talent yeah, and win yeah. those yeah. trophies that all those guys are winning. Yeah. Even myself, you know, I, I feel like that was a bit of my anger towards the end of my career. Like, yeah, I had the, I had the talent to go that I step know. because I was linked with AC Milan, Juventus, Juventus mm. Liverpool, and top teams, you know. My ice Roma came, actually. They tried to get me a Belgian passport to make sure I have the European status to sign for them. Mm. You know, there was Werder Bremen when Klose was leaving to Bayern Munich. Uh, oh, wow. They wanted to replace me by him. There was a lot of interest from the top, top there, you know. But it never happened for one or the other reason. Is it the wrong agent or is it the uh, no passport? Is it one thing or the other? Yeah. So now somehow I've seen the difference between a big career and a good career. So I'm now working with a bit of an agency because I want to see a boy where I'm like, this advice, if I had it at the time, I'll have a different mm. career. Yeah. So anyways, those things like... Uh, Love Slowed that. me down a little bit, yeah. Okay, cool. But um, before we wrap, wrap this one yeah, up... Yeah, let's wrap it. I talk too much. <laughs> no, no, that's good, it's good. It's, it's not every day we get good to... Too many stories, yeah. It's not every day we yeah, yeah, but I'm not in a hurry, hurry to do that. Um, and I want to follow the steps because uh, having a, a name in football in Nigeria can give you a job. Yeah. But I want to make sure I'm qualified before I use the name. So, yeah, coaching in five, six years. But now okay. my, my target is a, it's a law degree yeah. that I can then specialize in sports law. Wow. That should help my players so a top lawyer. day, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but I didn't complete my A-levels, but at 38 now, every week, I go to a class and I sit with 18-year-olds. <laughs> and they have these problems that I'm like, oh, my God, was that how I was at 18? <laughs> They're all fighting with each other over yeah. nothing. So I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, God, don't drag me into this. But anyway, yeah, I didn't complete A-levels, so I have to have a foundation year. Mm -hmm. So I'm going there. Uh, after this year, I can go to university, study law, and then specialize in sports law, uh, be a good agent, be a, top be agent. a good uh, lawyer, yeah. advise uh, players, and yeah, I'll just take that route. And I became a professional golfer two weeks ago. I passed what? a playing ability test. <laughs> so who is, whoever is interested, I will soon have an Insta page or the Mwingi Golf now. I want to keep a status of a sportsman because I think it keeps you uh, in a good path in life, yeah. you know. <clears throat> if not sports, is health. Health is everything because physical health transforms to mental health. And uh, yeah, whatever sport you're doing, life is tough. And these days it's becoming tougher and tougher mentally. You see people 
that's why it was a bit annoying that sometimes people talk about it's about money. When we, we also Danny Rose, yeah. Peter Crouch, yeah, 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 they sure. come out publicly and say they've gone through depression during their playing time. Mm. But then you look at it, you say, how can a Premier League player with so much money in his account <coughs> go through depression, yeah. you know? So, um, yeah, there's a way more to life. So sports is very important to stay, to stay healthy. 100%. Golf lessons, okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, but yeah, Peter, thank you very much for joining us. I hope um, he's been okay for everyone. <laughs> thank you.